When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Auburn Express. Powered by The War Report. All aboard the AM departure from Platform 334, The Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Hugh Freeze had to assemble his staff. We thought we were over the hump in terms of getting his staff ready for the season. You know, spring ball starts next month. So all signs were looking positive, and then we begin hearing rumblings of Jeremy Garrett interviewing for a possible position with the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was announced this weekend that he has left and we now have a coaching vacancy. So here's Hugh Freeze's staff as follows. Pretty much every position has been filled. Uh, Jeremy Garrett is the fifth on the field staffer to leave since the season ended. Uh, obviously, we are, are familiar with Phil Montgomery, Ron Roberts, Caddy, Zach uh, Etheridge, and now... Jeremy Garrett heading off to the pros. We now have a vacancy there. And just to talk real quick about the impact of this, because this is kind of what I want to spend first part of this, this conversation discussing. Right. I'm not going to talk about the 2023 class. This is 2024 and on who Jeremy Jarrett has had a Jeremy Garrett has had a, a an opportunity to build relationships and recruit kids to get them to commit to us. Right. Here's a list of kids recruited by Jeremy Garrett. This is also courtesy of 247. We had some talented kids here uh, for 2025. Malik Autry, Antonio Coleman, Jordan Crawford, all four-star D linemen. Obviously, uh, Falk is an edge guy. I think he was recruited uh, by Josh Aldridge. An amazing class coming in. 2024, we saw us uh, bring in Amaris Williams, Malik Blockton, TJ Lindsey, Jamonte Waller. Some of these guys that he was credited as as kind of like a co-recruiter, mm-hmm. primary recruiter right. uh, for some of those guys for 2024. He was the primary for all of the guys in 2025. And then you have the portal guys. Um, right. I believe even Gage Keys even tweeted something after it was announced that Jeremy Garrett was moving on. And I don't want to act as though this doesn't, this isn't a big deal, be will, because again, we talk about it a lot that players come to schools, not necessarily because of the schools, but because of the coach who is there. A prime example of this is uh, Kendarius Reddick, who Trevon Reed helped bring to Auburn, who committed last October, I believe, mm-hmm. who flipped recently to UCF where Trevon Reed is now an on the field coach. Right. Obviously no one can flip. He, you know, Jeremy Garrett can't flip anyone to the Jacksonville Jaguars, but we can't act as though this isn't a big deal. 
Let's talk about the potential impact of guys who are currently on this roster as well as kids who have who are being actively recruited by the staff. Well, first things I want to say is congrats to Jeremy Garrett because I do think that the NFL is a step up in the current climate Absolutely. with what you, people are doing, what what is required to keep players on your team, keep them happy on your team, and to keep them from leaving your team and to get other players to come into your team. The transfer portal, you got to recruit from outside in high school. You got to recruit from high school in. And every year, you have to get the same players that you told this was a great place, and you have to reconvince them all over again that this is a great place for them to be. That's an extremely taxing job. It's a difficult job. In addition to taxing, uh, to teaching X's and O's, to coaching effort and consistency, and also being a mentor, because all, all of that is part of the job. And I understand why that would be a very difficult job, especially if you're just somebody who loves football, X's and O's. We had this drama with Chris Kiffin. Will will we, won't we? Will he, won't he? And you kind of get it. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was Boston College's head coach who just took an NFL coaching position because he was like, do I really want to do this? Not really. Defensive coordinator. So congrats to him to getting a... A solid position, a a more stable position, I think, in the NFL. And even though there might not be the necess- necessarily the same highs as far as earning potential, because you do great in college, you can get bonuses for recruiting, you can get bonuses for your team doing good, but there's a stability. And I think that's a reward for those NFL coaches. I think that's a positive. That's my opinion, of course. And I want to say congrats to him because I don't think he ever dialed it back for us. I think he gave 100% of what it took to do the job. And he did a really good job for us. So congrats to him and, of course, wish him the best at the next level with the Jags. And also, there's a Marcus Harris in the draft. So go ahead and tell the Jags, go ahead and go get that. Go ahead go ahead and go do that. Make that happen. <laughs> now, as far as the players he's brought in, I thought he did an excellent job this cycle. Um, we, admittedly, Hugh Freeze said that... He did not want to have so much emphasis on the portal. He did not want to chase big stars, which who undoubtedly would have cost a lot of money in the portal. He said, no, we're going to focus on high school, and then we'll see what we can do in the portal after we've finished those priorities. And this cycle reflects that, I think. We got Amaris Williams flipped. We got Jamonte Waller flipped. We also got a couple of guys um, and T.J. Lindsey, who got on board early and stayed on board, even though there was a push from Texas, I believe it was. Um, we also secured Malik Blockton, who I think is going to be, I thought I think somebody said it in the chat, I can't find it now, but the three-star rating by these guys, please don't get it confused. <laughs> the three-star rating, there is not much difference between threes and fours. Some of those threes, the difference between the threes and fours, and the four, even the threes and the fives are skills that these guys can develop to put them on that elite level because they may already have the strength. They may already have the size, but they may need some better get off when it comes to stepping the ball or a little more quickness or they don't know how to use their hands quite yet. Those are skills that they can develop. And yes, there are some four or five stars that have some of those skills already, but threes can be great developmental pieces. And I think that our high school defensive line class was a very good haul. It may, may not be categorized as an elite haul, by uh, recruiting services, but I I thought it was a very, very good haul. I like the players that he brought in. The portal players, they just came in 
So, of course, they're here. I think Gage Keys, the, the guy from Kansas, he is a one-year guy. Was he? Is this his last year coming in from God? I'm not sure what his eligibility is. Sure. I don't remember is. how many years he has left. Um, of course, there's less concern about those guys leaving, picking up and going elsewhere because they just got here. and They used their sure. transfer to get it. Sure. So you're not worried about them leaving. The high school guys, though, I got to wonder how much of their decision to come to Auburn was based on Jeremy Garrett being the defensive line coach. And that's something that I think is going to vary from player to player to player. Those, not only the players, but the moms and the dads and the aunties get a connection with that coach. They talk to that coach like, hey, what's going on? My son said this and that and that. Like that that happens. You are a mentor to the players that you recruit and the players that you coach. Does it sway them that this guy isn't there anymore? Certainly, some of it has to be, man, I really liked him as my coach. And other parts of it has to be, well, I really like Auburn, so let me see who else they're going to bring in to now be my defensive line coach because I at least want to like this guy. Like, you you want to like the guy that's coaching you. I think it's a significant difference to get somebody, you know, new. Like, right now, you just got on campus, you start the strength program, and oh, my coach is gone. Like, that's that's a huge change. So... I hope that everybody who was recruited to us out of high school sticks it out. I mean, they don't have a choice through the spring. They're going to stick it out. But we got to get a coach in here who at least has some of the qualities that endeared those guys to Auburn that made Jeremy Jeremy Garrett uh, an attractive uh, person as a defensive line coach for them. Like, you you got to, right? Like, I I don't want to – I don't want chasing anybody off is the wrong word, but – it, it's foolish at this point to assume that, well, you know, they're just here for Auburn. Like we've seen multiple times. We just saw what everything fell down over at Alabama. But they are here for many reasons, but just because they love your school, they have known your school for all of some months. They visited three, four times, a couple weekends, and we expect them to have this lifelong commitment. No, we have to make sure we are doing Tony, things. Tony Baker says Keys has two years of eligibility. Okay. Appreciate that, Tony. He's got two two years. We have to make sure we are making this an attractive place for recruits if we expect recruits to stick around. Who is the defensive line coach going to be? I don't think anybody gets out of, out of pocket. I don't think the high school guys are going to be really, really quick to bounce. Like, that's one good thing. Guys who have been in pocket, who have been on the team, I think they have a higher chance of leaving because they have a longer relationship with Jeremy Garrett than the high school guys do. But in the case of the high school guys, they ha- they have to come in and they might just like being here, being in college. They might like the next coach as much as they liked Jeremy Garrett. We got to get I somebody think, in here, though. I think the next coach does play a strong. F- I think that's the other part of the 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 puzzle here. Right. That's the other part of the puzzle here. Who they bring in will go a long way towards determining who they bring, who whether or not we're able to retain a lot of these kids. Right. Right. I agree. Um, so. That has to be stated. I will agree with you that I do want to congratulate Jeremy Garrett on Mm -hmm. um, his promotion to the NFL. Yeah. Being able to get to the NFL. You know, he started out he started out his career in the NFL. Right. He was an assistant defensive line coach Mm -hmm. uh, for the Cleveland Browns. So. Again, this was my concern (laughs) with Chris Kiffin. Right. If you came from the pro level. Mm hmm. What's the likelihood, especially if you're a young guy, what's the likelihood that you want to go back, right? And so, again, this is this is fantastic for him. 
Um, sucks for us, but again, if you do have really good coaches on your coaching staff, we understand that the likelihood of them moving on is almost a guarantee. So right. with that, man, I, I hear a lot of I see a lot of people in the chat mentioning uh Rodney Gardner. Mm-hmm. Um obviously we don't have any names, but right. Talk about what what if you're Hugh Free, what what should Hugh Freeze consider in terms of his next defensive line coach? And how much input does DJ Durkin have in that hire? I would assume he would have a lot, seeing as though he's going to be working with linebackers coaches to, to fortify and build a formidable front seven. Yeah. Where do you go from here? Well, I don't know how Hugh Freeze does it as far as picking the assistants and all that stuff. Like, I know when Derek Mason got here, Derek Mason made the Eason hire. Derek Mason knew Eason. Now, I don't know if maybe Harson said, hey, I'm going to pick the guy, or he said, okay, you can pick the guy. I don't know how that works, but I assume that it's up to the head coach because we had a lot of defensive positions in place before DJ Jerkin was in place. So that leads me to assume that Hugh Freeze is going to decide who fills these spots, and maybe something that he's looking for is how well do you recruit? What is your track record or, or how, your system of, of how do you push the, the kids? What are you good at coaching? Like that's stuff that he has to kind of figure out. But maybe the biggest determining factor at this point is going to be who's available. Uh, staffs are set. Well, they had been pretty much set. I mean, a lot of overhaul starts happening at the end of November and December, and we're past that first portal period. So the coaches made their jumps after they closed most of their recruiting, right? So that's over with. And now what we have left is who's willing to jump from where they had just set up shop at, if they were new, or where they had already gotten their new players in and go, yeah, I'll go to Auburn. I think that's going to be the biggest determining factor right now, whether it's Durkin or Freeze making the final decision. Who do you want to come to Auburn that is good at their jobs? They've got to be at least a solid recruiter, obviously, because Hugh Freeze, I don't think he'd have anything less on the roster, on the staff. And that person has to be willing to come to Auburn right now. One of the people that we know is a lifelong college coach, and he's been here as a defensive line coach, is Rodney Garner, right? We know he likes Auburn. <laughs> uh, we know he is a lifer as far as the, the college ranks. He went to another SEC program, and their defensive line play has been really good since he got there under Hypo. I don't know that that's... A bad pickup. Does he want to come back to Auburn? Did, was there a sour taste in his mouth with how things broke down when he left? I have no idea about any of that. You know what I mean? So who's going to make that decision? I don't know. What, what, what do we know about how these positions are filled on the staff? What I will say is that when it comes to, to Rodney Garner, obviously old school. Old school, old school dude's been around for a minute. Can recruit. Mm-hmm. Can coach, and we've had good defensive lines under Rodney Garner. This is all rumor, right? But you remember the whole attempted coup on Gus Melzahn right. to to basically put Kevin Steele in as head coach, right? Rumor was that Ronnie Gardner would get a promotion to defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I don't know how involved Rodney Gardner was with all of that, but he yeah. would have been a beneficiary. Well, that's Hugh Freeze's friend, right? I guess, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Again, I'm, this is rumor. So none of this has been stated as fact. Right. This is rumor. 
I don't know how serious of a candidate Ronnie Gardner would be, even though people are reporting that he's a possible name to consider. Right. I'm just curious as to if Hugh Freeze goes down that route. Right. Maybe none of that is true, and Rodney Gardner is the guy. But I'm of the belief that Hugh Freeze goes in the other direction. I would love to come on here and say that I'm wrong. Actually, I kind of want to be right here. <laughs> but I, would, I don't mind saying <laughs> that I'm wrong here. Yeah. I think that it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here. And you're right. This is the month of February. Just like usually you're getting ready for spring. So who's leaving their staff right. for a lateral move at this point, unless you're getting a guy from a group of five school right? or, you know what I mean? It, it has to be one of those. Let's get to some of you guys' comments. Steve Bradley is with us. He says, Antonio Coleman could flip back if we don't make a good hire. Kind of the point we was making here. This next hire is going to be very important. Um, so we'll see. Contrarian says Garrett was a fantastic recruiter, but now he doesn't have to do that anymore. No. Again, it's a great opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, 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 it's yeah, the person. NFL is the better job. Again, you I think you have to be uniquely suited for coaching in the college ranks. A lot of it has to be the draw has to be the mentorship. That you that you get to do the the place you get to have an influence in young people's lives and the energy some that energizes some people and that tires the hell out of other people man so you just you got to be built for it got to be built for it James Barnett says fellas the only good thing about Garrett is that the recruits can't follow him to the NFL hey amen not directly <laughs> not directly hey, maybe indirectly man. <laughs> amen you can't take them with you good can't take them with you for sure for sure. Uh, Philip Coleman says, I saw that we're looking at Rodney Gardner again per Justin Hokinson again. Okay. Yeah. And that, I mean, we'll see. options. What, do you, what are your options right and, now? And, and to be fair to your point, you're about to say, you're about to say options. If this is what the best that we can do, mm-hmm. you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. It's not a bad hire. No, it's as not far bad as hire. a coach and a recruiter, you could do much worse. Right. I think so. the, my my one, the thing that worries me about Garrett leaving is not that Rodney Gardner is a bad pickup. It's that the youth of Garrett. I like the youth at, at those positions. And that's been my one worries too strong a word. We lost to Zach Etheridge and you replace him with a... Charles Kelly? Yeah, Charles Kelly. Thank you, thank you. The, his, he's a great recruiter. He's also an older guy. I like youth at some of these positions uh, the on staff. So losing Etheridge, replacing with Kelly. It was a great mix. It was a great mix. It was a, it was a great mix, mix of youth and experience. And I think that is what, if anything, would be the negative about the turnover of the staff. Not the experience, not the tangibles, not X's and O's. It's the youth leaving the team. Rodney Gardner couldn't get it done in the, in the league, in the SEC as a recruiter and a coach. I, I just... That's a personal opinion about what I know about these guys and what I think speaks to them the most. The youth, I think, was a, a great advantage for us. And I hope we don't lose too much as far as ground and recruiting from having older coaches on staff now. Bill Peltway says, honestly, though, if these guys are getting opportunities, then you can't make them stay. But that means you've put out a good product. Saving went through the same thing. Good help is hard to find. I agree with this. 
I agree with this comment. Yeah. Better opportunities. Heart. If you if you are over anybody, if there's somebody that you are responsible for, you know, supervision or whatever, you want them to advance their careers and do great. If you like them, at least. <laughs> Maybe if you hate them, you just want them to work hard. But um, I know Jeremy Gavin's been riding with Hugh Freeze for a minute now. He wants him to do well. And even though it might put Hugh Freeze in a bind in the short term, you, you want the people who are closest to you to do well. So, hey, you got to plug in the next spot and hope you get somebody just as good. Anonymous says replacement candidates. I guess he's saying Rodney mm-hmm. there. Um, Ed O, listen. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> it would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. Could you imagine Hugh Freeze, DJ Durkin, and Ed Orgeron on the same stage? Man, that would be <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I can't imagine Ed O wants to coach. He got a lot of money not to coach no more. I'd be surprised to see him come back to coaching anytime soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, he can I coach mean, the D line now. Oh, for sure, and recruit. Yeah, yeah. and recruit. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure, and recruit. So, yeah. he, I mean, he can do all the things that you need. Yeah. <laughs> and on Jerron, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go ahead. Hey. Hey. <laughs> and then he can still say, "Go Tigers." Hey, yep. You'd be right. Hey, right at home. <laughs> you can still say it. Still say it. Uh, Philip Philip Coleman says, "If we get a dog at defensive line coach, we could keep them aboard. Meaning the guys that we recruited or are actively recruiting." I agree with this statement. Yeah, I agree. With I this agree as well for sure. I do think somebody. I saw this. It was a tweet on Twitter talking about it was unfounded and there was no actual fact cited, but saying that the top ten programs recruiting because of NIL were certain these ten programs and Auburn wasn't in the top ten. I was like, that's that's so wrong. <laughs> that's all kinds of wrong. Like, buddy, we are doing exactly what we need to do right. We held off Texas for TJ Lindsay and DeAndre Carter. When you can say to Texas, you're doing just fine in NIL. We have a good draw. That, that's that's something that we have in our pocket right now that is working for us. Some of the opportunity available being a defensive line player here is going to be better than what you have other places. Yes, coaching, of course, we know that's part of it. Your playing time opportunity is part of it. How much you like the school and and the campus is part of it. But also, how well can we set you up for success? And financially, how how well can we pay you now so that later on down the road, you're not hurting? So that other teams can't say, hey, we know we can pay you more. Well, no matter. I'm good at Auburn. I'm good. I like my coach. I like that I'm on the field and I like the money I'm getting. We are uniquely positioned to retain our talent because I don't think there's I don't think there's a situation where we're gonna would go through what Alabama went through. One guy is not the entirety of why you are here. It is multifaceted. It's the programs and it's the money and it's uh the coach that recruited them. So I just think we can't lose too much ground. Um is is it a dog? A defensive line coach, it could be one of the most likable, most riveting, most excitable defensive line coaches ever, but it also may not have to be. I think we just need to hold serve and get a solid coach. I think that's all we need. Reeves Uppercut says, players definitely commit to coaches. I couldn't imagine a four-star guy picking UCF over pretty much any SEC team. Yeah, but again, if you got a dog of a recruiter going to a school... It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. You saw what you saw what Dion did at Jackson State. Yeah. And now so Colorado. It's, it's possible. So Ant Robinson is saying, why not promote the assistant? That assistant he's referring to, I'm assuming, is Vontrell King Williams. I think so. 
Um, and Kendall Simmons just took a jump up. Um, he, yeah, he he took a job somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was yeah. O-line, though. Oh, that's right, O-line. I'm sorry. I'm he sorry. was O-line. Thinking O-line. Vontrell King-Williams, I think, is defense. I think that's who he's referring I to. I think that there. is, yeah, King. Um, I wouldn't be mad at it. Me either. I, I wouldn't be mad at it at all. Um, I'm again at this point. I'm curious as to who who they who they uh who they bring in. Uh, Corey Weber says, "I think in the end it will be Kyle Pope. He has history with freeze." Where's Kyle Pope right now? If y'all don't mind, let me know. Corey or whoever in the yeah. chat knows where he is. Where is he coaching at right now? Yeah, let us let us know. And Corey Corey Dove comes back and says, uh, Kyle, Kyle Pope checks every box. Let us know where he is. Uh-huh. Um, I think anonymous, anonymous may have said Memphis, oh, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Okay. See, Georgia okay. Tech. Okay. Well, that's definitely a step up for him. For sure. Auburn's for a better sure. job than Georgia Tech, so yeah. That that seems feasible. <laughs> Interesting. Steve Bradley says, I'm sure Durkin has someone in mind to suggest to coach you freeze uh, at Corey Kyle Pope is Alabama boy race in Silicaga. Hmm. Okay. It's home that's state. Intrig- so there's okay. intrigue there. So All right. we'll keep an eye on this and monitor this. I'm curious before we go, B, you freeze took his time with the defensive coordinator. He did. Does he take his time here or is time of the essence now? Time is now the essence because you got a, what, three, two weeks until spring camp starts? Mm-hmm. Got to get going. Got to get going. Mm. So we will definitely keep it locked here. We keep you posted on what we hear concerning the coaching vacancy on the defensive side of the ball. Would have loved to have seen Jeremy Garrett coaching one more year, especially to close out the 2025 class. But... We're in the market for a new assistant, so we'll keep it locked here. 